Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast for Wednesday, November 4th. I'm Jay Gragnani, and here joining me this week is Sarah Maley. And um, this is our special post-election edition of the podcast. And, and uh, the, the votes are still being tallied in, in a number of states out there. As number of states, uh, as many of you, I'm sure, are aware, we're certainly too close to call. And so uh, it'll be some time before, before the actual results um, from the election are known uh, with with any degree of certainty. So we'll continue to, to watch that. Um, and you know, it's interesting as we had came into uh, the market today. Um, when you we go back and historically look at previous uh, days post election, so the the trading day uh, immediately following a U.S. presidential election, um, you know, the numbers have, have been pretty interesting. There's only been um, going back to 1960. There's only been a uh, 40% of the of those days that have actually turned out positive. So, in other words, the day after an election, 60% of the time has actually been a negative day for the market. As we're we're recording this right now, um, the S&P 500 is up nearly 3%. The Nasdaq Composite is up nearly 4%. Uh, Dow Jones is up nearly 2%. And there's still uh, still a little bit of trading left, but by all accounts, it, it appears that the markets are going to finish positive um, positive this this time and and after the election of 2020. Um, and it's, it's also interesting when you look at the numbers that in, since 96, so there's been six, this is the seventh uh, presidential election since 96. Um, every one of those days following the election in the market, the, the, the S&P 500 has actually seen a plus or minus 1% move. So the days immediately following the election uh, historically typically are uh, more volatile days uh, to the upside as well as to the downside. And, you know, today we're seeing that volatility uh, play out uh, to the upside, at least certainly uh, now for the time being. So, um, you know, we'll continue to monitor the, the situation there, continue to see how the markets play out. But, you know, Sarah, as we were talking about earlier, um, you know, a lot of the, the things, the areas that we're seeing perform well today in today's market as, as um, you know, there's there's a lot of broad rally going on across the board. Um, a lot of the trends that we've seen, though, um, have have been uh, by and large a continuation of a lot of leadership trends that we've seen this year. Yeah, I think um, one good chart to look at, just to kind of put that into perspective, is going to be the chart of um, PDP. So that's the Dorsey Wright, um, the Investor DWA Momentum ETF, um, which we've seen, you know, pull back from all time highs. Um, it did reverse up yesterday with um, yesterday's rally, and then today has um, you know printed three more X's at 81, um, so up a little over 4%. So two boxes away from um, another buy signal as well as a new all-time high, um, and so that's just showing us how our leaders are definitely um, still leading. Um, and another interesting chart that I was looking at earlier is just going to be that of the QQQ, so the Invesco QQQ Trust, um, and you can also see this very similar pattern on the chart of the um, SPY. Well, we've seen these charts, you know, after just being up in one, one solid stem from April through about um, September, um, you know, we saw these both charts start to consolidate um, just with the volatility that we've seen over the last few months as, you know, we deal with the coronavirus and that's the days leading up to the election. Um, just a lot, of, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of volatility out there. So we saw just some consolidation, which formed a triangle pattern um, on both of these charts. Um, but just looking at the QQQ, um, that actually reversed back up into X's today at 285. Um, so that marks the, the fifth column there of, of that consolidation, which um, is what we need to 
successfully complete a triangle pattern. So from here, a bullish triangle pattern would be completed at 300, while a bearish triangle would be completed if this chart were to reverse into O's and give a sell signal. So just seeing some, uh, you know, these will be charts to watch um, as we move forward, um, just because these triangle patterns tend to be explosive, you know, rather uh, either to the upside or the downside. Um, but I think that it's, you know, today's move of a little over four and a half percent for a QQQ is, um, you know, is looking good. And we're, we're nearing um, back at those all time highs. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the, the important things there, too, is, you know, a lot of those those triangles, the consolidations, um, they, they are coming within generally positive trends. And, and that's this, that's, you know, still the case for a majority of stocks out there that we're we're seeing a majority of stocks still in positive trends today that that number has come down a bit from its peak uh, back in the summer uh, especially for the S&P 500 um but but we're still looking at a, a reading uh, around that 66% level uh, or 65% which means that nearly two thirds of all the S&P 500 stocks are in positive trends and and that's um that, that's important to to just have some perspective on that historically in the market when we see that number above 50 percent those have been generally positive uh, market environments when that number drops below 50 percent is when that that trending picture uh, for stocks would flip to being negative uh, right now that number like i said has declined but the fact that it's still above 50 percent uh, is, is, is something that would be uh, considered to be a, a good sign for the market a healthy market environment when you're getting a majority of stocks in, in positive trends today um you know the other the other thing um that you you mentioned uh momentum and and you know pdp specifically and, and that um you know kind of reminds me of it almost you know got got a little bit um, lost today and then yesterday with the election. But this week, as we turn the calendar to November, uh, as is the case every year, it starts what is historically known as the seasonally strong period in the market. And that is, you know, the period from November through the end of, through the end of April. And uh, we've talked a lot about ways to, to take advantage of that market seasonality idea in that uh, historically, what we have seen during the seasonally strong period in the market, that being from November, so starting this week through the end of April, um, those market environments have historically rewarded uh, the equity market and, and have historically rewarded more growth-oriented or, or momentum-oriented uh, strategies like a PDP uh, versus during the seasonally weak period in the market, and that's the period that historically runs from May, the beginning of May through the end of October. Um, that is historically a, a weak time period for the market. Uh, this year bucked that trend a little bit. As a matter of fact, it was, you know, it was a, it was a positive uh, environment this year. But, you know, historically, if you go back and you look at the numbers, that that period that's defined from March through the end of October, the, uh, the, the adage of sell in May and go away, it comes from this idea that, you know, the markets historically don't perform as well during that time period. Um, those markets, though, tend to reward um, investments in uh, things like low volatility strategies, um, so something like an SPLV, which is a uh, an Invesco S&P 500 low volatility ETF, and you know those two momentum and low volatility over time, they both independently have shown the ability or the, the potential to outperform the S&P 500, but um, they they do so at different different points in time. And so having a piece of a portfolio that is allocated to momentum and low volatility is something that 
that we have talked a lot about, something that we we do in a number of mo uh, models that we run, uh, is combined PDP and SPLV um, in that portfolio because you get those two factors that independently work very well, um, but they have a negative correlation of excess returns, which means, you know, in in you know my my brain, I think about it like they play well in the sandbox. Um, and that's the whole negative correlation thing. They play well in the sandbox because they they generate excess returns at different points in time. Um, so one of the strategies you know that you can build on that in terms of taking advantage of the market seasonality is overweighting momentum from November through the end of April. And then come May first, you don't have to sell and go away, but you simply overweight uh, a low volatility. So um, we've got some models on our website that that do just that. So uh, just this week we we went from uh, 70% SPLV and 30% in PDP over to 70% in PDP and 30% in SPLV um, because of the market seasonality. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to dig more into that, we, we can, um, we can uh, look at the website. There, there's models that are available. Um, we've also published a number of articles here recently in our daily equity report that talk about that idea and, and why uh, momentum and low volatility work together and why you may uh, want to consider uh, adjusting that on a seasonality basis going forward. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, just, just something to, to think about if you're, if you're thinking about ways to uh, look at the market today, some strategies that you might look to employ, that's certainly one of them, um, you know, and, and as we look at it, even, you know, today's market, there's, there's a lot of areas uh, that are up, a lot of areas that are doing well. Um, with you know the healthcare sector on a broad basis is uh, among the best performing sectors as well as technology uh, and then consumer discretionary and and those you know those trends again those are um, trends that we've seen uh, so far play out over the course of the year with technology and, and more growth oriented areas uh, continuing to to perform well um, and continuing to lead the market while while other areas more value slanted areas. Uh, financials is one that that is you know banks specifically are actually down uh, today. So um, you know so the, the the trends that we're seeing here post you know at least the day after election, Sarah, the trends that we're seeing you know there there are many trends that that we've seen uh, kind of play out throughout the year and 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 are still in line with uh, where we see um, strength across uh, sectors. Whether you're looking at, at Dolly sector rankings or or uh, you know a number of our, our sector rotation strategies. Right. And, and, you know, as we move into this strong season, you know, after finishing this, this week season, um, and I say week in quotations, just because like you said, we kind of bucked the trend there, which it seems like we're doing with everything in 2020. Um, you know, we were up, I think the Dow was up a little bit over 8%. Um, but yeah, as we move into this seasonally strong period, um, you know, it's important to remember, like you said, the, you know, U.S. equities are ranked number one in Dolly. Um, we're continuing to see those, you know, those sectors participate, the large growth, like you said, um, the high RS, like tech sectors and things like that, we're still seeing leadership there. Um, you know, the PT chart is in a healthy place, as you mentioned. And then, you know, on a near-term basis, we did see the bullish percent reverse down into X's or into O's last week, um, where it currently sits at 46. Um, but if, you know, from a long-term perspective, we're still seeing, um, you know, leadership with U.S. equities, that's still, still the place that we want to be. Um, you know, and then, like you said, the with the the rules based um, strategies of of you know overweighting momentum, underweighting move all through this time of year. Um, you know, that just it adds adds more to your process. Um, you know, it simplifies your process. I, I'll say, 
um, which I think over the last few days we've seen, you know, sticking to your rules is really important. Um, I know that I have family and friends that were expecting, as were many, expecting a doomsday type of market today. And, you know, to see the NASDAQ up, you know, over 4% um, just shows you that, you know, taking your emotions out of the equation is really important um, and just making sure that you find a process and you stick with it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the election of 2016 is still uh, burned into many people's minds. And, and the, you know, we were talking about it earlier, the day after the the 2016 election, when, when you know, Trump won, um, that seemed to shock the markets, at least overnight. Um, and the futures were, were down big, down over 5% at one point before, um, o- overnight. Um, so the market hadn't opened yet, but by the time the dust settled, the markets, you know, had recovered quite a bit, and the S&P 500 was actually up uh, about a percent the day after um, the day after that 2016 election. And that's, you know, that that's the the, the memory that most people don't, uh, me included, uh, don't don't think back and think, geez, you know, the day after that election, the market was positive, um, but it was it was it was the uh, overnight reaction that is still, I think, burned in, into many people's minds uh, in terms of uh, expectations of what might. Uh, come in in today's market, uh, you know, leading up to that. Um, so, uh, you know, certainly, certainly very interesting uh, stuff. And we'll continue um, to monitor the situations as we continue to go through the month of November uh, and and head into the uh, the last month of the year. But uh, if there's any uh, anybody out there has any questions that we can help answer uh, specifically, whether it's about individual stock, individual rankings, or how to access something like the Dolly tool. Um, that we we're talking about today, please don't hesitate to give us a call. You can reach us at 804-320-8511. You can also reach us via email, dwa at dorseywright.com uh, is, is our general inbox. Uh, otherwise, I hope everybody out there uh, continues to, to stay safe and uh, appreciate everybody taking time out of your day to join us for these podcasts and look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.